Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And we have a spooky one for you today. Ooh. I'm so excited. I will preface this with I did very minimal research, but I am somewhat familiar. I read some of the some of the details. I won't go into details about what I read because I don't want to steal your thunder. Uh, but I'm really excited. It's just yes. such, it seems so interesting. It's and I also am really curious to hear how you heard about that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know me. Um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting one for sure. It stood out for a handful of reasons, which we'll go through. But yeah, that is definitely how I figured heard about it is at the end of my my research. So I'll give you the deets on that for sure. Okay, cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we have any, like, true crime news or updates before we dive into anything? Um, I don't... I, no, I was gonna say, still... I don't think I have anything. No, the only thing is that, like, I've been obsessing, which I think we had already mentioned that I was obsessing over the Moscow-Idaho homicides, but I still don't have any answers on that one, so... Oh, we did not talk about that on here, I don't think. Did we? We didn't. I know, I, I think it was just via text. Then maybe it was via text. But yeah, there's no new information on that one. It's just a wild ride that I'm in for. Every day I do a new Google search. And there's no updates. That's so, it's so weird. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, there's this really bloody, gruesome crime, and four people are dead, but like, and the killer is at large, but also the community's not in danger. Don't worry. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the last okay. thing I read, they said. They said they had, like, interviewed, like, 150 different people or something and, and, like, were following up on tips. But, like, the roommates that were there that were alive, like, have been cleared. Apparently, the one girl had a stalker, but they don't know who her stalker is. So, I was like, oh. okay, great. Um, one of the girl's moms also made a comment because I don't think they actually had, like, the candlelight vigil or anything yet. Like, the services um just because of like how gruesome the crime was and one yeah. of the girl's moms had made a comment to police that like whoever did it is gonna be there so like the cops should be looking for their number one person there um, yeah which i thought was interesting though just like that she just threw that out there yeah that's true <laughs> but i don't know i don't know anything it's really sad uh, and there are no Lake Mead updates. Don't worry. I search this like once a week still. So do you? <laughs> yeah, there's no updates. So we got nothing new. <laughs> I think they're all going to come out at the same time in like 10 years. So yeah, it will probably be a while. <laughs> yeah, sadly. I need answers today. Agreed. <laughs> well, I guess if there's nothing else, I can let you dive on into it yeah i think that's that's pretty much it from my side sweet birmingham alabama was founded in 1871 or incorporated in 1871 the name was taken from one of england's principal industrial cities with hopes that the city would take the town 
would make the town a great center for America's industrial age. Iron ore, coal, and limestone are three raw materials used in making steel and three materials that had extremely large deposits in the city, giving the city the name the Magic City. In 1881, Colonel James Withers Sloss had opened the Sloss Furnace Company, initially having a high production of pig iron or basically crude iron. Sloss had hopes of making steel as well. We're going to talk about a lot of like, I don't know, there's like a lot of terms that I feel like going forward, like I had to look things up because I don't know what the fuck pig iron or like (laughs) even like these crude irons are. But ultimately, they're making, like, steel products or iron products. So they're just melting, like, all of these raw materials together. Um, And the steam and, like, the different terrible chemicals are coming out of this at this company. I like this explanation because also (laughs) I am not familiar with any of this. (laughs) There was so many words that I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, how do I even explain what this is? And it's like, we don't use a lot of these like pig i've never heard of pig iron before i've never heard of that either something to like slaughter a pig with almost and it's like (laughs) not that at all it's really like iron itself (laughs) but if anything you're not gonna learn anything about iron from this because sydney sure as fuck didn't the company had employed hundreds of men, and although the jobs were quite dangerous, they were advanced jobs that workers ultimately wanted. Um, so new people that were coming to this area, these were the highly desirable positions. The pay was low, and the men worked an average of 12-hour days. So I'm not sure why these were highly desirable positions. Um, industrial accidents were quite common within the building, from men falling into the molten steel to others receiving bi- receiving to others basically being poisoned from carbon monoxide from these steam pumps that's pumping out there's one reported death of a worker sitting near a flywheel and he a flywheel is just like the spinning with the iron ore um and he basically leaned into this and the wheel caught his clothes and just dragged him into the gears and dragged him into this molten wild (laughs) like all of the stories are just extremely horrific yeah there's one urban legend that had stuck within uh the sloss furnaces and it had taken place in the early 1900s it was a foreman named James Slag Wormwood. And basically, Wormwood was, would push his workers to extremes within the company, making them take quite dangerous risks and having them speed up their production to make him look better to his supervisors. During his time in charge, 47 men had lost their lives, which is said to be 10 times more than any shift at the furnace. There was others that were injured, and there was even an explosion in 1888 that had left workers blind. In October of 1906, Slag was at the top of one of the furnaces and fell into one of the molten barrels or containers. Um, Some saying that he must have become dizzy and just lost his balance, and then others saying that these upset workers may have just been fed up with him and tossed him into the furnace. 
after the death of Slag, the legends kind of expanded more and more. And for being just a paranormal or being just a steel company, there was a higher paranormal presence here. In 1926, a night watchman was pushed and told by a voice to get back to work. When searching the grounds, no one was found. In 1947, three employees had turned up missing and were found unconscious and locked in a boiler room. None of them were sure what had happened, but they knew that they were approached by a man who appeared to be burned and had told them to go push some steel. In... 1971, there was another night watchman, Samuel Blumenthal, that came across a half-man, half-demon type figure that had tried to push him up the stairs and then beat him up. And there's basically been tons of reports of paranormal activity, activity from steam whistles blowing by themselves to these physical attacks taking place within the steel factory. Yeah, like count me out i'm sorry if there's like a demon like figure or something pushing me and no one is there like i don't want to be a part of that i don't know nobody would want to the sauce furnaces had closed in 1970 so it was opened in the late 1880s till 1970 as an actual business pumping the steel Um, Now it's a National Historical Landmark, so they are open for tours five days a week, and these strange incidents keep occurring to people on tours, um, that there is like this paranormal activity that is taking place. Um, I had read on a review of one of the tours that someone had actually asked about whether or not like slag and this urban legend was real. Um, And basically the tour guide said no, that the urban legend was made up, which I found interesting because we've mentioned this previously, like some of those haunted tours, they kind of deny that maybe their location is haunted and they prefer that it be known for something else. Like this is in Birmingham and they had this very high steel industry there. They wanted to be known for their steel industry and like, the history behind that rather than being known for paranormal the activity hauntings. taking place. Yeah. yeah. So the guides are basically denying any paranormal. Um obviously though there's that's, a lot of deaths. Sorry. I was gonna say that's so interesting because you also find reference to slag in like multiple sources. So it's like a great example of like if it his existence or like his death or whatever it is is just like an urban legend how like those urban legends can really take over because uh yeah and blur the lines of like what's real and what's fake flags mentioned in like every single article that's out there about the sauce furnaces I was, yeah and even there was mentions on a page that was like connected to the historical website too which i thought was interesting it was like it led me somewhere else but apparently that's something that they're just not feeding into yeah they're just denying but i mean either way like this is an industry and like a place that 
there was a high level of deaths the late 1800s like our safety i guess measures that are taking place in factories like in today's day and age were not taking place then um i'm sure that they weren't you know covering themselves or there wasn't yeah these, they weren't obviously like OSHA certified <laughs> yeah i'm picturing like where they have like these walls between like these wheels um and that you can't just like fall into these containers where in a lot of these stories it sounds like they're just you know walking near these containers and just kind of get attached to something and get pushed into the container or even as simple as you know passing out from like carbon monoxide poisoning like they're not wearing like masks or like having any of these safety measures to be able to work in a place like this day in and day out yeah i i agree that ideally would not happen anywhere in the u.s (laughs) at least nowadays (laughs) at least that we know of correct (laughs) so definitely seems like you know a place like that for to be haunted would not be unlikely at all for halloween the location was turned into fright furnace from 1997 to 2019 and had stopped in 2019 and from an article that i had read it was said to be being disruptive to the tours and also due to like the limited amount of days that they were able to do the event um they do these historical tours five days a week So basically, they're only allowed to enter the building, I think, on the other two days, like when it wouldn't be disrupting um, those school tours or whatever they might be doing. And so obviously, it's pretty difficult to recoup money when you can only do something like that two days a week. Um, But a big thing and another thing that they said was that they were told by the board of Sloss Furnaces that we do not consider the event well aligned with Sloss's mission or the image we wish to present. So they didn't want to do something spooky because it didn't align with their mission or their image. So I think that kind of goes back to the not feeding into the paranormal, which we had chatted about previously. Like, you can make some money off of that. People are interested in that. Exactly, when you lean into it. Yeah. They're not giving into the haunted image, which I don't appreciate. Um, me, me either. I love when they lean into it, to be honest. Yes. It makes I know, it so I much mean, more fun. It does. And, like, a place that could lean into it, like, you don't just need to lean into, like, the paranormal side of things in September and October, like, around spooky season. Like, there's a handful of places that do that all the time, and, like, they make money off of it. People want to go to travel to Birmingham to go and visit this haunted place or travel to all these places to go on these tours for the haunted tour aspect. I mean, it'd still be cool to go on like a historical tour, but people are going to ask questions. But it's not, they, yeah, they but it's not the answer. same. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so there's not a whole lot out of there because Sloss Furnaces itself is, they're more showing like that industrial age image and like, they want you to know the history on, like, Colonel Sloss, which he literally only owned the company for, like, six years, which I thought was interesting. And then it became, like, all these bigger name steel companies and then ultimately closed. So in terms of the paranormal, there's a handful of stories out there, but more of it is giving into the industrial age. Um, have you ever heard of this prior to? 
I had never heard of this before, actually. Okay. <laughs> so I was doing a Google search for haunted places in just random states. And did you look at pictures at all? I saw a couple, but not a ton. So the like there's just like all of these like crazy ass like steam pipes that stick out. And it yeah. literally just looks like some crazy like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory looking weird factory that's also just rusted. And I think the like rusted part is what stuck out to me that these steam pipes are like so like orange that it's it looks like it's just an abandoned place. But then they have this nice area, like nice sign in the front that says like sloss furnaces. And it's like <laughs> it just that doesn't look so like weird. a great place. Um so that was like how I had heard about it, heard about it. But it was also on the very first season of Ghost Adventures in 2008. And okay, I went so back I was and like curious if you watched or knew of it because of Ghost Adventures cuz when I looked it up I saw that it was on there. So <laughs> yes, I definitely have seen that episode before. Not like in recent, you know, like I watched like maybe 5 minutes of it last week. But ultimately, it came down to it was like a refresher I'm, of that old ghost. I think I'm going to watch episode. this because it's like an OG episode, too. They're like Ghost Adventures is like almost comical to me. It's extremely comical. <laughs> so I think I'll watch it. I think that their show, too. So, like, it was on Ghost Hunters also in I think 2010. But Ghost Adventures, I feel like just, like, the way that they present things is on a whole nother level. And I think that their new episodes, I don't want to, they're a little over the top. But I think that the yes. old episodes. and I also feel like the newer episodes, they're kind of hostile. Like, homeboys trying to fight ghosts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it stresses me out, like. Dude, this is not how you get a ghost to interact with you. <laughs> and especially not nicely. <laughs> yes, yes, that is that a thousand percent accurate. Always trying to fight somebody. It, they're always screaming at everything. But like I think the old episodes of them, like I used to like the old ghost adventure episodes. Like they seemed more realistic. So I don't know. I did well, watch good a little to know, like, a I'm refresher. gonna go back and watch, I think. <laughs> do it i mean 2008 i was in freaking high school i was in like seventh grade eighth grade oh. yeah you were you were yeah i was in high school <laughs> i was a small child <laughs> but i would have been like a freshman or like sophomore yeah. so we were we were babies but highly recommend uh just watch a couple i just watched like a couple minutes of it but i was like i do remember this because the creepy furnaces, steam pipes sticking out. It's not like you're just looking at your typical factory where there's just, like, one large pipe. It's like there's a million of them. It just looks like a bunch of different right. furnaces that are sticking out. Which is interesting, interesting because I didn't understand that that was the process. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> I didn't know either, honestly. <laughs> and I guess I'm still a little confused on that process, but... I think it's interesting that they would, in the 1800s, 
I mean, I guess they have to do what they have to do to build all these buildings and get the railroads going and all that stuff. But like that this many people could die and that they would keep something like that open day in and day out. Well, that reminds me of like coal mines, because I feel like coal mines are really infamous for like back in the Mm -hmm. day, they were like really hazardous and dangerous and they just like stayed open <laughs> um for a long time maybe i'll f- try to find a haunted coal mine to cover oh i'm sure that there's i'll look into this because <laughs> i mean they needed the material so i guess i understand like why they did it but it just seems like one of those things that'd be like i can't tell you on how many articles people there was mentioned like this was a highly desirable job but it it was low pay and they worked these crazy hours and it's like there's a very high chance of you dying. Why would you want that specific job? I don't know. There's yeah. No, that's a really good question. It's like a mind game. Yeah. Well, this was, like, very fascinating for me. <laughs> it's very fascinating to me. I wish that there was way more, like, paranormal ghost stories out there besides the big, large language of steel and industrial things um that's why I was trying not to like get too much into the history because I was getting myself tongue-tied and confused and then when I was trying to google (laughs) things I was like none of this makes sense to me um yeah I mean and it's like an easy thing to spiral down to understand like (laughs) the history and what they used to do and produce and how they did that and all of that Yeah. yeah so I get it but on a side note, I think I found a haunted coal mine that I will <laughs> cover in the future. So I believe I'm sure there's a handful of them out there or like that have stories. Yeah. I know that there's the one there's one in um like Missouri and the little boys had died. Oh yeah. And that was like where what was that like Mark Twain or something was from the town or Oh, that's a that's a pretty intriguing story. But I'm sure that there's more than like one out there. There's probably a bunch all over the states. Oh, I'm sure. To to be determined, you guys will hear a story eventually. So because <laughs> now wait. I'm invested that this is something that I cover. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love to see it. Um. Well, yeah, I appreciate this. I'm glad. Thank you for sharing how you heard of this, too, because I was, it's, like, really interesting. And even, like, looking it up, I was like, this looks eerie and creepy. And, like, I would have never heard of this before. No. And I think that's, like, one of the things, too. Like, it's not your typical, like, hotel or haunted house or haunted, I don't know, what else is haunted? I don't know. I can't think of like a haunted factory. Yeah. Haunted workplace. I'm sure that they're <laughs> out there, but I'm sure there are a lot out there. <laughs> Usually it's always like living spaces, apartment buildings, hotels, castles. Yeah. Know. It's interesting. Weird world we live in. I agree. Well, thank you for sharing. You got some jokes and facts for us today. Of course I do. Sweet. Uh, Let's go fact first. 
So tacos were not a thing, an official thing, until the 19th century. But in the 1500s, the Aztecs had food that had resembled tacos, um, using corn flatbreads to wrap around other food, and they'd basically, like, including insects. So basically, they would, like, take a corn flatbread, put some sort of food inside of it, and put, like, insects in there as toppings, apparently, and eat it like oh, a taco. Oh, my God. Interesting. Very interesting. Very stressful. Insects is, instead of lettuce. Correct. Like, and cheese. And cheese. <laughs> Guacamole. Sour cream. It's not even comparable. <laughs> Crunchy. It's got more protein, I guess. Yeah, so maybe that, maybe the, the insects, the, the insects, the insects were like the meat. Maybe. I'm so stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Grosses me out. I would have never been it's on pretty Fear nasty. Factor. <laughs> it's pretty nasty. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Well, hit me with a joke then. What is an ocean filled with tacos called? What? Flotilla. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you wouldn't like that one. I was really trying to figure out where you were going with that too, and I was not <laughs> that was not on my radar at all. Nope. Completely out of left field. <laughs> well, A for effort, I guess. I try, I try. Uh well folks, thanks for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Tacos and Tequila Podcast. On Instagram, it's just Tacos and Tequila. We also have a website, tacosandtequilapodcast.com. Has links to all our episodes on Spotify. Has all our sources, outlines of, and summaries of each episode. And wonderful things like that. All the wonderful things. (laughs) If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a rating and or review. This helps us get noticed. Um, It's really cool to see what you guys like, and it helps people find our podcast. Facts, and like Sid said, really helps people find us and get us, helps us get noticed and out there a little more, so more wonderful people can hear our voices, even if that stresses me out a lot. (laughs) Makes me cringe daily. Same. (laughs) Was there anything else you wanted to add, Sid? I don't I think that's everything, right? I think that's I think that's the whole spiel. Okay, sweet. I just have to double check, you know, my mom brain, <laughs> lack of sleep. You know, forgetting what day of the week it is already right now. But <laughs> love uh, it. Well, I guess we will talk to all of you folks next week then. Bye. Bye. Ha 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 ha!